0: We have a fantastic episode for you today. We are talking about online security, your financial online, your brokerage accounts, your banks, your credit cards. How do we keep those safe in the world, the online world that we live in today? And then also home security, where we're going to sleep at night, every night. We want to feel secure in our own home. And to do that, we have brought on um, Andy Murphy, who is the owner of The Secure Dad. And he has some great information for us uh, and some really good tips as well.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we start the conversation off about keeping our homes secure, but then we get into some online uh, security as well. So, if you if you have a home or you access anything online, you need to listen to this episode. It's great. Um, also, by the way, you can find all this information on our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page and you'll be able to uh, see an article written on this topic. You can also uh, access the podcast as you might be doing on the website as well but I just do want to encourage you to make sure you uh, click on that subscribe or follow us button wherever you're listening. And if you can give us a a five-star review, if you think we're a five-star type of uh, podcast or give us a written review, that's even better. We appreciate that. We read them all. Uh, But before we get into this episode, we have a quick disclosure. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. Merce and I are glad to be able to talk with you today on a topic that we think is really, really important and that is security. Uh, but we're talking about security when it comes to how to protect potentially some of our largest assets. That's our home. Uh, and maybe we've got a vacation home, a personal home, whatever it might be. How do we keep that secure from against people who maybe wanna come and take things from us? How do we do that? And the other part of this is that we talk about all the time with... Um, and particularly our clients, and we've had a couple of episodes on this, is securing ourselves online. Uh, You can't get away from being online. How do we do it in a secure way? Today, we have a special guest with us. His name is Andy Murphy, and Andy Murphy teaches all things about security. Uh, From that perspective, he does teaching on that. He's written a book on that. So Andy, thank you so very much for coming on and talking with us and all of our listeners today. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the opportunity to
3: be able to talk to you guys and also to your audience to try to help folks live a safer, happier life.
0: Fantastic. Sounds great. Well, Andy, thanks again for joining us. And I think before we get into the topics of home security and online security, just give us, uh, you You are the owner of the company called The Secure Dad. So just give us a quick background as to what made you start this company and, and uh, kind of where you're at now.
3: Sure. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Michael Hyatt or not, but I was listening to one of his uh, presentations and he said, what's one thing you can talk about every day, all day and never get tired of it. And for me, that is family safety. So I founded a family safety education company. And my goal is to try to help families understand the real threats that are out there and help them navigate those threats in a non-threatening way so that they can understand that really life is enjoyable that we can all have a good time. If we just take a few proactive steps, we can, preve- we can
1: protect our investments and we can protect our family. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about uh, our homes. Obviously mm-hmm. our homes uh, are a very large uh, asset for many of us. Um, and sometimes you know, we're worried uh, whether wonder whether or not people can get access to that home. Uh, obviously, whether we're in it or not, we don't really want that to occur. So right. could you kind of walk us through maybe some things that you teach about uh, when, what it means and, and why we should uh, to be able to keep our home safe?
3: Sure. One of the biggest things um, that we need to take a look at with home security is understanding that when we are proactive about it, um, we can keep bad things from happening. And a home break-in is actually very expensive. It's not only that you have to repair your home, you have to file everything with insurance, but just a little bit of being proactive will help you from not only the emotional stress, but also the financial stress of what's happened. So what I teach people a lot with home security is that while your home is your castle, it's where you live, it's where your family is, to a thief, it's just a target. And so what we need to do is step out of our comfort zone, step out of our bubble and see our home for what it really is. It can be the target of a thief. A lot of people think that um, they don't need to do anything about home security until someone breaks in. And that's kind of a myth that alarm companies have given us. How many commercials have you guys seen where the bad guy breaks in and the alarm goes off and then somebody you know, comes over one of the cameras and says, you need to leave now, that sort of thing. That's all well and good and alarms serve their purpose. But what I want to teach people is how to make your home an unattractive target. So a thief never targets you in the first place. No one kicks in your door. No one breaks in the glass. One of the things that we can do, and and the biggest thing, the biggest fear that most homeowners have, and, and understandably so, is that you're going to be asleep and that somebody is going to break into your house, because that's when we feel the most vulnerable. Now, it's not necessarily the case that a thief is going to come in at that time of night always, but one of the simple things that we can do is add more light to the exterior of our home. And when we do that, we take away darkness, and we take away the level of concealment that a bad guy would have to come up to take a look in your window, to take a look at your door, and maybe to go around to your backyard. If they think they're going to be seen, they're not going to choose your house. If your house is well lit and your neighbors is not, that might be the difference in a, somebody else selecting someone else's home.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, we talk a lot about being proactive in in your retirement plan, being proactive around taxes. Um, And even like, you know, things I I talked to Raiden the other day about, hey, how often are you supposed to get your um, your 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 AC unit checked out and Mm -hmm. and all these things that you do just to make sure that doesn't break down because you don't ever want it to break down. And so that's kind of I like what you where you're going here. Having some more lighting around the house makes a lot of sense. So it's more than just. Having the technology, because someone could just say, "Well, I've got the security system, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I've got the the ring camera at the front." But there's always going to be uh, ways that an intruder could find an opportunity, right? So, what are some other tips that you've got uh, around securing the house, and and you know things that we don't? So, you know, it sometimes I find that our house will have the front door unlocked. Now it's during the mm-hmm. middle of the day, right? right? So it's probably not that big of an issue. But we live in a world now where, you know maybe go back 20 years ago, people were very comfortable keeping their door unlocked uh, in, and, and throughout the day, throughout the night, uh, but that, that world has changed considerably. So what are some other tips that you've got for us?
3: Sure. So um, I wrote a book on home security. It's called Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide. And I teach a layered home defense strategy. And the very first layer is called discipline. And discipline refers to the actions that we take. It's making sure that our doors are locked. It's making sure that our garage door is down. It's making sure that we turn on the lights at the end of the night to make sure that our home is illuminated. Now, uh, I don't want to scare you here, but the most common time for somebody to break into someone's home is actually in the middle of the day. Right. It's uh, that people think that folks are at work and generally the average thief doesn't want a confrontation with the homeowner. So they're going to try to go at a time where they think you're on vacation or they think that you're at work. So one of the things that we need to do to be disciplined is make sure that our doors are locked, make sure that our windows are locked and closed and that our garage door is down. I can't tell you how many homes in my neighborhood The garage door is up and I can see inside there's nice exercise equipment, there's bikes, there's uh, fishing and hunting gear and all that sort of stuff that could easily just walk off and make its way down to the pawn shop for some quick cash. Um, So what we need to do is make sure that we're disciplined and making sure that our home looks like that unappealing target. one of the other things that we need to do is just kind of step up and take responsibility for what's going on. Just a little bit of proactiveness and making sure that all of those things are taken care of will go a long way in the long run to making sure that we can sleep safe at night.
1: Excellent. Well, that's a lot of great tips and we uh, appreciate that, but I want to transition just for a minute because, you know, we are financial advisors. We help uh, Mm -hmm. our clients get ready for and live throughout retirement and used to people would tell us quite regularly, you know, I don't really want to access my statements online. Can I get those hard copy? Over the years though, that has that has changed and people mm-hmm. now have just said, okay, well, I've either gotten used to it or I have to go and access my right. account. We've had a couple of things occur that uh, fortunately, because of our systems, we were able to catch, but this happens all the time. We've had people where Uh, somebody hacked their email. They watched their emails and patiently Mm -hmm. waited until they identified, hey, this is a financial advisor. They then sent us an email saying, hey, I need to withdraw money from my account. Uh, Can you please uh, um, send us the forms that we need to do that? Now, our protocol is we don't take those instructions ever via email. We always call the client and verify. So, mm-hmm. but the reality is, I call up a client and I go, "Hey, I just got your email. I want to make sure it's you. You asked for some money." He goes, "I did not ask for any money." And it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Well, you've been hacked. But I mean, if you didn't have somebody on the other side that was doing that, I mean, that's that's how smart they are. So, anyway, when you talk about online safety, I know you talk about it from from maybe kids accessing online. Sure. but Can we talk a little bit about maybe how you help people appreciate what you can do to keep yourself safe online? Absolutely. Um, one of the first things
3: is chances are the person that experienced that kind of uh, a personal breach was probably the victim of a phishing email and spelled P-H-I-S-I-N-G. And so what a phishing email is, is it looks like a legitimate email that somebody would send uh, that has a link to it that says, hey, click to check out uh, the deal on this product, you know, click here to uh, schedule an appointment, that sort of thing. But it's a malicious link. It's not what it says it is. Even though you may end up on a website that looks like what you think it is, it's actually a malicious link and it's very hard to tell. So, what I tell people is to follow their intuition when they're going through their email. If they don't know who the sender is, don't even open it. If you're still curious about the subject line, about, oh, hey, there's some information in the subject here that looks good. And you get into the body of the email and it that email doesn't sound like the person that sent it or it doesn't quite sound professional or maybe the language is a little bit different. Delete it. Don't click on any of those links. Um, and also when you Google, um, how many people, like if you want to Google Bank of America, the first thing you see on the Google page is an ad for what you presume is Bank of America. That's not always the case. Google is so big, they allow so many advertisers that they can't vet every single ad that comes into their system. So if you Google Bank of America, the first link that comes up may look like it's part of Bank of America, but it may not be. So I actually caution people, don't click on ads on Google searches because you don't necessarily know if it's legitimate or not. So those are two big things that you can do to make sure that your, your finances are that you're going to be safe online. And, and speaking of doing your, um, your banking online, I was very resistant to that when it first started you know, happening, gosh, maybe you know, 15, 20 years ago. I didn't want to do it because I didn't trust it. But now mail theft is happening so frequently now that you pretty much, now I'm telling people you do need to go online and do it because unfortunately we had a family member who had checks stolen out of their mailbox. They were still paying bills with checks and somebody came along, just grabbed, probably grabbed five or six houses worth of mail and then found a check. They were able to duplicate it, change it up and were writing checks out of somebody else's account. Thankfully it was stopped. But I, this is one of the things I strongly caution people to do today is not send checks in the actual mail.
2: I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you
1: should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, we actually had a uh, another firm that we know of where what, what occurred there was very similar to the one I mentioned where they watched the email, mm-hmm. the firm actually sent a form via email back to the person, not knowing that it was intercepted. The person actually was a neighbor down the road from this person, meaning they mm-hmm. were in their neighborhood, and they had actually gone through their trash and taken out something that had their signature on it, so they could actually mock their signature mm-hmm. or, or um, mm-hmm. uh, what is that word? Uh, Plagiarize? Play, uh, yeah, word
0: word. yeah. Copy, I don't Copy, know. yeah. Uh
1: forged. That's <laughs> forge, the word I was mm-hmm. okay, forge. mm-hmm. uh, forge their Forged. A forged signature. So people are very the 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 people out there that want to get information and do things, they are very, very good at what they do. They spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. So but those are great tips. Yeah. yeah. So
0: um I know a lot of the institutions now have implemented and, you know, in the, at the beginning, it kind of felt just a little annoying or maybe overkill, but now we're seeing why. And that's uh, one of the major things is two-factor authentication. Yes, yes. So can you, can you speak a little bit to that? Maybe just explain how that works and why it's so important um, Sure. when you're, law, I mean, it's you, I, we believe, and we tell people they should have it for all of their investment accounts, all of their banks, credit cards, pretty much anything that allows two-factor, they should have it. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I'll I'll explain
3: a little bit about two-factor authentication. And then I'll explain in a very embarrassing story uh, that happened (laughs) to me just recently. So uh, two-factor authentication, I suggest that you turn it on whenever you can. Um, I would actually, if you have the option, you can use an authenticator app, uh, but there's Microsoft Authenticator, there's Google Authenticator, where you can pull up an app on your phone. It gives you code, you type it in, and you're good to go. I'm going to suggest to people now that you use a text message uh, to get that code back from your bank, from your financial institution, whatever it is, use that text number to get it back. So you do have to have your cell phone when you sit down to a computer. Now, where two-factor authentication um, is, a, is a double-edged sword because I recently got a new phone. And as, mm. as smart as I am with this tech stuff, I forgot to export my Google Authenticator accounts to my new phone, before I deleted the old one. So I found myself digitally locked out of my own accounts. Uh, So that was frustrating. So I've had to go back and take very long steps, call customer service and say yes, no, I am actually Andy Murphy. And I just made an honest mistake. So two-factor authentication actually works because I'm trying to circumvent it now and it's actually very hard to do. So I do suggest that you do that. I would just use text notification instead of using an authenticator app because I was at one time using a password manager from a very uh, important, prominent company that um, that would keep all of your passwords in one place. You would use one master password and use a plugin with your browser and your password would be, be brought up under that master password. So everything was going great for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden I go to lock in three or four days later. And I realize that my password, my master password isn't working anymore for whatever reason. I don't know why still to this day, I don't know. So I emailed customer service and they're like, Hey, we're so strict with our passwords. We can't rescue this. It's in your vault. We can't get it even as the company. So I had to go back and reset all of those passwords. And I learned a very important lesson. And that is don't put all your eggs in one digital basket. So while it is good to have uh, strong, unique passwords or passphrases, I actually caution people not to use password managers because I've personally had, I think, probably a rare unique hiccup in that process. But I also realized that I could lock myself out of my own digital accounts. So don't necessarily put all your trust in something that's on the cloud that you can't physically get
1: to. So uh, you, I know you on your uh, website and things you talked about, you know, the whole family, what are some things that because you know, a lot of our listeners are grandparents, some of mm-hmm. them are still have small uh, kids themselves, but the vast majority, of our clients that are close to retirement or already in retirement, we're talking about their grandchildren. But what are some things that we might need to know if we've got younger kids that are obviously accessing things online? We've heard all kinds of horrible stories with right. you know people that try to uh, take advantage of children. So, do you have some tips for us there that we might be able to take along with us on that avenue? Sure. I mean, that can be um, gosh a podcast
3: all into itself. I recently had. Chris Hadnagy on the Secure Dad podcast where we talked about this exactly. And that is episode number 182. So if you want to go in depth on that, I would go and listen to that. But it's basically you, you have to teach your kids that while you may friend somebody on a video game, they are not your friend in real life unless you actually know the person. So try to get them to understand that that person actually is an internet stranger. They could be a good person. They could be a bad person. Um, if your kids are online and they are chatting through a popular game is Roblox Um, and they're, they're messaging with what they call a friend. And that friend says, Hey, I don't really want to chat on Roblox anymore. Are you on kick or are you on signal? Or are you on some other platform? Anytime a friend, and I use, again, use that term loosely wants to take the conversation to another platform. That is a red flag. That's something that, um, every every parent needs to be aware of another thing that i will say with kids uh, this is uh different from just online safety my wife and i actually chose to freeze our son's credit because he is at this point nine he's not using it so we've decided to freeze it until he's 18 and then we'll go back and we will unfreeze it at that time because data breaches happen all of the time uh unfortunately if you lived in the state of south carolina the, the government had an enormous data breach a few years ago, where lots of social security numbers were exposed, and the citizens of South Carolina were not told about it until two weeks later. So that was kind of a big scandal, and it changed a few things in how uh, companies run and how they have to identify, they have they have to notify their clients that a data breach has occurred. So we chose to free to freeze his credit just to give him that extra layer of protection. So I'll ask you something. I was recently talking about this on another podcast, and someone asked if whether or not people who are in retirement, people who already have access to all of their assets, should they freeze their credit uh, in the in uh the older stages of life to be able
0: to protect their name that way what do you guys say to that i say why not um i think there's nothing wrong with that and it's i I think there's an easy way to do it where you just call up the, the the different um companies equifax transunion and do all you can do them individually and freeze them I, the only thing there is if you, and a lot of times when they're in retirement, they've kind of got their things fixed and settled right. out. They know where they're mm-hmm. going to live. They're probably not making any major purchases. They probably don't need another credit card usually. So, and if that does come about, then you can always unfreeze it um, if needed. So I would say it, it it couldn't hurt in the world that we live in today. I don't think it could could hurt.
3: Okay. Good to know. So next time somebody asks, I will say I've talked to professionals about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So I think you've given us a lot of great information here today. And um, uh, for anyone that's listening, if they wanted to learn more about, you know, obviously, you're all about education. So and it seems like you've got a few different modes of education. You've got a book, you've got a blog, you've got a podcast, it seems like you've got an online course. Tell us a little bit about those and and how they could um, access and learn more. Sure. Um, Everything is at thesecuredad.com.
3: And from there, you'll be able to find the podcast, you'll find my older blogs, you'll find my online course. And my two books, I've written one on uh, home security called Home Security, The Secure Dad's Guide. I've also recently published um, a password book called My Kids Wrecked My Brain. And it's a discrete password book based on my experience getting locked out uh, of my passwords a few years ago. It looks like a uh, parent self-help book, but inside it actually is a journal for you to keep uh, clues to your password logins and also to your usernames that you can just set on a desk and it doesn't look like what it is. So that's one of the things that you can do. Uh, The Secure Dad podcast is, uh, chances are where you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, you can listen to it. It's brand new every Wednesday. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with the username The Secure
1: Dad. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy, for coming on and sharing uh, some great tips with us today. We certainly do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen.
2: All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster.